Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Mo Story. I'm Joe Enos, and this is a weekly podcast where I will cover different topics and provide you with stories from my own life. I'm a gay man, an immigrant from the Azores Islands, a brother of seven siblings, a healthcare worker, a Seattle resident, and sometimes just a guy with a microphone ranting. I want to thank you for listening to a Mo Story. This is episode number two, titled Pride. Each year in June, people all over the world celebrate gay pride. Why do they celebrate gay pride? When did this start? Is it just the last Sunday in June? Or is it the whole month of June? And what are the issues Pride faces today? And why I believe you should attend this year. As well as provide you with stories about my experience with gay pride. My opinions on the alphabet soup, otherwise known as the LGBTIA+. The trans uprising. And lastly, themes that I associate with gay pride. Why do we celebrate pride? We celebrate pride to remember those early activists who fought for gay rights. On June 28, 1969, in the early morning hours in New York City, in the Greenwich Village neighborhood, was a bar restaurant known as the Stonewall Inn. This bar restaurant was frequented by gay, lesbian, and transgender persons. Ten policemen entered the bar and began a raid on the patrons that were inside the bar. They hit men and women with their batons, ends of their guns, pushing them down and outside of the bar, and others were arrested. In 1969, all states except for Illinois had laws that stated it was illegal to be gay. The only establishments that allowed gay, lesbian, and transgender folk were mob family-owned. The Stonewall Inn was owned by the Giovese crime family. The family had been warned prior to June 28th that if they didn't pay the bribe to the New York City police, they would be raided. They refused to pay the bribe and the Stonewall Inn was subsequently raided on June 28th. On normal police raids of gay and lesbian establishments, the patrons would often run for safety or run to avoid arrest. But on this night, those forced outside waited to see what was going to happen. With each aggressive move the police made, the crowd of about 150 began to get more and more upset. The crowd began yelling at the police, calling them pigs and coppers, they first started with throwing pennies, and this quickly escalated to them beginning to throw bottles at the police. The crowd had now began to riot. The police, afraid for their own safety, barricaded themselves inside the Stonewall Inn. The rioters began to pick up nearby parking meters to bang the doors down, but were unsuccessful. One of the ten officers present that day stated they didn't think the fags would fight back. The police remained barricaded inside the Stonewall Inn until 5 a.m. when the rioters left the scene. New York City reporters wrote on the riots using these headlines. Homo nest raided. Queen bees are stinging mad. And the forces of faggotry. These are just some of the homophobic slurs that the reporters of New York City put out that week. The next night, over a thousand people gathered outside the Stonewall Inn to riot. These riots continued for another five days until the New York City Police Department, using riot gear and spraying pepper spray, on the rioters and beating them with their batons if they refused to leave. The New York City Police Department was finally able to regain the situation and the riots were over. Because of these events, a march was organized the following year to remember those involved in the riots and to continue to bring attention for the need for equal rights. On June 28, 1970, thousands marched from Stonewall Inn to Central Park in New York City chanting, Say it loud, gay is proud. This was to be known as the first gay pride march. Activists in Chicago, San Francisco, and Los Angeles also organized smaller marches 
to commemorate the anniversary. This is also the same reason why we celebrate Gay Pride today, to remember those early pioneers who fought for equal rights and to continue to bring attention to the rights of others. In 1974, the name Gay Freedom March was changed to the current name today, Gay Pride. Today, there are over 300 Gay Pride events worldwide. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the largest Pride event was held in 2019 in San Paulo, Brazil, with an estimated 2.5 million people in attendance. Wow, that's a lot of mo's. And only a select few cities continue to have their Gay Prides in June, mostly due to the weather in the specific geographical area or city that is planning their Pride. The second reason is to not compete with a sister city during the month of June. Although they may not celebrate their Pride in June, they do celebrate the month of June as Pride Month. Was Gay Pride always on the Sunday, or was it the whole month of June? From its early beginnings, Gay Pride was only one Sunday in June. In 1999, President Clinton recognized the last Sunday of June as Gay Pride Day. And in 2011, President Obama declared the month of June as Pride Month. President Trump did not acknowledge or uphold the declaration during his time in office. Among the LGBTQIA community, it is believed that the month creation was mostly due to sell pride and for large corporations to be able to state that they are diverse and inclusive. This is known as rainbowing yourself or your company. A corporation will change their logo to be rainbow. They will support by having advertisements. They will introduce products that are pride specific, all to try to show that they are inclusive and they stand behind the gay community. Sadly, that couldn't be further from the truth. This year, we saw many corporations fall to the protests of people who protest gay rights and gay pride itself. It began with Bud Light when they chose a transgender TikTok influencer as their new spokesperson for their beer. Next, Target came under fire for having LGBTQIA-themed items for sale in their stores in what the religious order called a sexualizing of their children. And lastly, Starbucks received lots of complaints about their LGBTQIA-themed cups and um, drinks that they were serving during the month of June, and they pulled in some locations um, all their LGBTQIA-themed items and sales promotions. This year really challenged lots of corporations rainbowing to see if they were truly allies of the LGBTQIA community. Each one of the corporations I listed caved in one way or another to the opposition to LGBTQIA-themed items or gay pride. And this leads me to why I say you must go this year. In 2023, we saw more legislation banning individual items of our community. We saw corporations standing with the opposition instead of with us. And we were thrown back into a position where we have to fight and show that we demand equal rights. And it is what we are entitled to. By attending a local pride celebration, it shows that you are either a member of the LGBTQIA community, an ally, a supporter, a person who says enough is enough. We're not going to treat another group of our citizens in this way and not allow haters of pride and gay people to continue to lie and spread their hate on us and, and infringe on our rights. Attending lets your voice be heard. I now want to move on to my opinions about the alphabet soup. It's been given this name due to all the letters that keep getting added on to the LGBTQ, which was the original letter abbreviation. And while I believe that all groups should be identified, I believe that it is also a little redundant. And some of the themes do not fit what I believe is the original category of people who were identified in the LGBTQ. 
I also feel like the more letters we've added, the more segregated we've become as a community, less inclusive and more siloed, opening up opportunities for vulnerability within each individual category. An example of this is the recent legislation in many states against trans youth and trans medicine. This year, the trans community took a lot of hits from religious orders and from politicians and new law. Because the trans community has become its own separate letter, its own separate identity, it has its own flag, it has its own pride march, it has left them vulnerable for the community as a whole. Ultimately, the legislation that has been written and these bills and laws that are coming from the religious order are all directed towards the larger group, but they're starting first with the trans community as trans is very popular right now with TikTok and other social media sites, and they've deemed it as grooming or sexualizing of their children. I believe that unfortunately, due to the lack of understanding of what the word trans means, people use it freely to identify themselves socially to get benefits from others, as well as to explain parts of their personalities that are male or female. And those who are truly trans are being left behind due to the overwhelming popularity of those on social media identifying as trans. I do not identify as trans, as sometimes I'm queenie and sometimes I'm butch. Those are just both parts of my personality, not trans. When I came out, a person that identified as trans did one year of psychological evaluation, did a year living as the opposite sex of which they wanted to transition to. They then had a surgery to transition and completely changed their lives into that role and did not want to be known as trans. They wanted to be known as that new gender. I have two friends that transitioned, one of which moved away and is in no contact with anyone as she does want, not want anyone to know her previous trans life. The other is very open and honest about uh, her process and she still does not identify as trans. She identifies as a woman now. The trans uprising is a double-edged sword. While the community and society is much more accepting of those individuals who are trans, it has now become part of mainstream America, and this causes the religious right and politicians to feel they have to protect their children from gender-affirming education, gender-affirming surgery, and medicine. I personally don't believe in gender-affirming medicine for anyone under the age of 18. Why do I say this? Because I remember how much I wanted to fit in and I, the things that I would do to try to be accepted by my peers and society, and how I worked at it a lot. Now, because I wanted to be accepted socially, I could have possibly have made a mistake where I, where I would have fallen to peer pressure and possibly done something that wasn't truly me. And going through puberty in whatever gender you're in can be a challenge enough. Now, this does not mean that I believe laws should be drafted to limit an individual's ability to seek gender reaffirming care or psychology as needed. Whenever we draft new laws to limit people's ability to be themselves or to seek health care or treatment, we actually create more harm. The discussion should be between a parent, a child, and their medical team, not by those who write bills and laws in government. Another example of why you should attend your local pride is that in 1969, the police chief at the time never apologized for their involvement in the riots. It wasn't until June 7th of 2019 that the city of New York and the police department finally apologized some 50 years later. NYPD Blue Police Commissioner James P. O'Neill stated the actions that were taken by the NYPD Blue were wrong, plain and simple. But if we continue to not have our voices heard, we will be set back another 50 years.
I attended my first Pride Parade in 1999 in Chicago. My boyfriend at the time, Greg, was known for having parties on the Saturday night before Pride. Each year he would pick a theme and run with it and make flyers and pass them out weeks in advance to just make sure there was enough people at the party. The themes included Who Discovered Your Anus, The Cracker Barrel Family Picnic, Three Tears of Queers, Fancy from the Reba McIntyre song, Tony Orlando Until Dawn, and finally his most popular, the Miss Andersonville pageant. The neighborhood we lived in was called Andersonville. And one day while Greg was walking home from the gym, there was an old junk shop in the neighborhood that he noticed had a picture of a Miss Andersonville contestant on top of a convertible car. This, of course, excited him and became the theme for the next five years for each party during Pride. It was more than just a party theme. It was a gender-neutral beauty pageant that he had. I remember one of the talents was to see how far you could throw a high hill in the yard. He'd pick random guests to be the judges, and the winner would get a ride in his cabriolet convertible that had been decorated with streamers and flowers, and he would take it to the front of the house. Everyone from the party would come out, and he would stop traffic on both lanes of Clark Street in Chicago and go really slow so that the queen or king could wave in their, all their glory outside of his house. One year, there was actually police out front of the house, and they just sat there and watched us as if we were crazy and had no idea what was going on, and they didn't stop it. In 2005, it rained on Pride, which Greg used to always say, God doesn't hate fags, it never rains during Pride. So we brought everyone inside to my studio apartment, which was in Boys Town. I had made pizzas, and everybody sat in the hallways and on my bed, and two girls from my school actually were able to measure my penis with a ruler in the bathroom. And again, I got a new nickname, Big Boy. In 2017, I decided that I was going to take Jello shots and vodka lemonades. I bought the Country Time Lemonade dry mix and big bottles of water, poured half of it out, and poured vodka in the rest with the Country Time Lemonade. They were delicious, but we didn't realize how much alcohol they had in them, and before we knew it, we were all drunk. As the parade ended, people began to leave and would leave behind their liquor that they didn't finish. We got a shopping cart and began to start picking up beer and other types of liquor that was left behind and putting it in our shopping cart. At this point, Greg had saw that there was a yard sale, and he went to the yard sale and bought a dress. A little summer dress made of rayon, and he decided he was going to take all his clothes off and just wear the dress. The street cleaners were there and were blowing all of the trash into big piles, and Greg went up to the street cleaners and started swirling around, and they blew his dress up in the air like Marilyn Monroe, and all you could see was his dick flopping around. He then proceeded to think it would be funny to put a twist tie on his dick and put it too tight, and we had to go to a restaurant where people were sitting outside and ask to borrow one of their knives to cut the twist tie off his dick because it was too tight. I was so drunk that after the twist tie fiasco, I got on the train and headed home. At the first stop, I knew I was going to vomit. The doors opened, I vomited in the trash can, got right back on the train, and everyone looked at me as if I was crazy. I did that for about four or five more stops. The next year, I attended San Francisco's Pride. A friend of mine had a friend from New York City who was a cinematographer and was going to be part of the premiere of Party Monster. I went to the premiere and the after party. I met Macaulay Culkin, Vilger Nagamaramas, and RuPaul. Though I am older now and I don't take vodka lemonades with me or a shopping cart, I still every year do try to make it to Pride for a little bit just so I can show my support and make sure that I was there. Lastly, I wanted to go over some themes that are associated with gay pride. I asked many people, co-workers, friends, if they could give me a couple words that they believed described pride. A celebration. A no-rules event. Where like and unlike can come together. An expression of sexuality. 
freedom and acceptance, fear, happiness, and a sense of community, an event for both gay and straights, the happiest day and event of the year. And my new favorite for this year, 2023, it's an elective event. That brings us to the end of another episode. This was episode two of Pride. I want to thank you for listening. I apologize for the edits again. Um, and it's been a joy to be able to present this to you. And I hope that you have an amazing Pride. And this is a Mo story. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and write a review.